Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we have made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives, or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Welcome. How are we? Well, very well, thank you, Roscoe, Roscoe. Roskinski. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. There's a couple of new ones in there for me. You yes. Just, you just got me with the universal agreement there. I mean, I've obviously read it before and heard it before. I just suddenly thought universal agreement. When does that happen? No. Hmm. Oh, I'm not, it's not about us per se, but just universal agreement. Like, that's an interesting term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you share more? Vladimir Putin, what's the universal agreement there? <laughs> there is none. What? It's so potentially, maybe it evokes the idea of a higher power for me. Yeah, that's probably a mm. good description of it, mate. Mm. And we're not of the same religion, I don't think, are we? I don't know how religious we any of us really are. <laughs> well, I've been cut. Is that explicit? Do you have to put explicit now? Do I say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sliced and diced? Yes. Actually, yep. there wasn't too much dicing, thankfully. <laughs> you had a good surgeon. Yes, yes clearly. Mm. Very good. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, there we will head into our five minutes around the room. It's a bit of a bit of an odd intro, wasn't it? We started off a bit quiet. I, I, did I say this last week? I love the fact you read that out every week and it's not canned. Did I say mm-hmm. that last week? Or did I, think I don't it? know if you said it last week. You may have thought it last week. I was week. kind you of thinking it. it should be canned, man. We, like I was listening to, you know, Gary V, and it's just like, he's got an intro guy now. And I'm like, oh, That's I'm not sure thing. about that, but I like the music. Uh, you've got to get pumped up. And, I don't know. It, would, it would save us 30 seconds every time. We could just get into it. Mm. So we're not waffling, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that would save probably about 35 minutes. <laughs> well, let's... <laughs> two podcasts. Uh, well... <laughs> Well, let's let's do the five minutes around the room. You can uh, go for it. Yeah, yeah. You want me, you, anyone? You can go for I'll it. Start. Uh, five minutes go. around the room. So uh, this week, last week, I'd say start of the week. So um, yeah, uh, we ha- in the biz- business wise, uh, we found a, a, a new uh, employee who was a good find. I think I spoke about that last week. Um, so he's accepted the offer of employment and starts in two weeks. So, uh, you know, he's, a, he's aligned with our values and so he's very switched on, lives local because uh, travel's a killer uh, for employees at times. So that's good. Um, that, you know, alleviates some pressures resource-wise in the business. Uh, also discovering new ways of marketing different platforms uh, that we haven't, you know, previously covered off on. So that's uh, right in the throes of that at the moment so and sales are ticking along you know reasonably well always could be better so we're looking to expand into sort of other markets and uh yeah just hit the sales train a bit more so uh that's that's business uh personal uh yeah ticking well ticking along you know reasonably well training uh, a bit of a back niggle at the moment so it's been ongoing for mm. probably six or seven weeks um so it's yeah sort of tight uh tight hip flexors so and that affects you know sort of five muscle groups around the hip so for me it affects the lower back so i've had to sort of pare down uh the type of training uh and then the weights that i'm lifting at the moment um just to be conscious about correct form um you know making sure i'm not sort of 
injuring myself regularly, uh, you know, in intervals whilst training, you know, you want it to recover. Um, but yeah, emphasis again on sleep, good sleep habits, uh, back into meditation, sort of morning and night. Uh, so I'm really trying to consciously do that. I've got a teeter machine at home. If anyone doesn't know what those are, you hang upside down. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a bit more adventurous now. We hang on one leg and uh, do all sorts of crazy stuff. So I'm into things like that. So that's been really good. So focus on, on health uh, and sales. So yeah, and everything else flows from that. Mm-hmm. And there's not much more to add, man. Yeah. Yep. So over to... Oh, well, I, so one thing that jumped out at me there, the one thing that, the main thing that jumped out at me there was <clears throat> not that long ago you had a challenging employee. Yes. And they've cleared some space themselves, haven't they? They chose to clear, clear some space yeah, in your business. Yeah, essentially, and, yeah. And then along comes the more aligned... Individual? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And that's uh, one thing you've... Yeah, don't push too much. Let it, you know, things will come. Uh, I suppose that that's... Representative so it's, what it's power versus force. Yes, power is power has much more power than force. <laughs> yeah, and trusting that things will, you know, most likely pan out, um, and that it doesn't doesn't always go the way that you want it to. So yeah, I'm yeah less force, more uh, yeah. So attraction rather than yeah. yeah. So the practical. What I've learned is the practical application of what you just said. Yeah. I presume that we want to make some of these things practical, not just mm-hmm. the theory. Yeah. Yep. Pra- <clears throat> so when you employed that other person, <clears throat> you were you then. And you were of the mindset that you were then. You ran your team the way you ran. You yeah. did everything you did that way. Yeah. That person was attracted to you then. Yes. And because you are committed to your growth and progress, you, you are not marking time. You're not staying the same for very long. Yes. And so my belief is that you outgrew that person. Yes. Or your leadership style outgrew what they were prepared to follow or what, however you want to look at it specifically. Yeah. So yeah. they just said, right, that's it. That's it. My, my time here is done because what I've signed up for is not what I'm getting. Yes. And then now you've attracted probably, uh, I was going to say higher caliber, but there's nothing wrong with the first person because you attracted them that time, right? Yes. Yeah. So you've just attracted someone now that matches where you're at now. And yeah. because you're in that growth mindset, they probably are going to add more value. They're probably going to bring more value. You know, they're probably going to be more growth focused themselves and so on. Yeah, it's so, a bit more of a fit. Yeah, that's a really good, yeah, really good, um, yeah, really good. Mate, I love it. Description love it. of sort of where it's at. I yeah. didn't observe this. It was taught to me and now I observe it. And, and I think uh, off the back of that as well, I learned a lot about instinct. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't make decisions based on the problems we need to, the immediate problems we need to solve in front of us or what we perceive as immediate. And I potentially made a decision when hiring that initial person uh, where I didn't listen to my internal and I should have, I should have let it go. And that was in the negotiation phase mm. when he was just being a real pain in the ass to negotiate with. You know, and I always pay above the marker to retain, obviously get people on board and retain them. But as I say, look, we can't start off high and then come back down. So you realize we need to find somewhere in the middle. If you want 40, I'll say 35. You want 37 and we can get a start. I'm happy to pay that move. But he was quite, you know, adamant. And I should have left it at that. I should have said, great. 
that's where I'm at yep. and continued on the search. So there's a couple of key things along the way that I've learned with interactions with you know, new hires where I need to listen to myself more rather than just solve the immediate problem of you know, having to fill a, you know, mm. a gap. So you um, could have done all those things and didn't. Not I could have, yeah. Should have, not should have. Yeah, I just sometimes I get a bit reflective on it too and I think, yeah, okay, there, there that was. I didn't see it then, but I see it now. So and that's the key. Yeah, that's and it. as that's you it. just explained then, there's a couple of things there that, ah, yeah, you hit it on the head. So, yeah, it's yeah. so, <laughs> great insight. So teachers are so powerful. The people that are prepared to share their wisdom, share their experience, so powerful. Yeah. One, one thing that, uh, that I also noticed as I'm listening to that <clears throat> is there's different personality types and there are people out there that will um, sometimes not take the action as well. Yeah, they'll be re- res- restricting in their actions. I think there's a lot more value in taking an action, learning from it, than not taking an action because you're trying to get it perfect. Yeah, because you can't. You, you might still do this perfect decision because you still don't have the information because you still haven't learned it yet. So you make this perfect choice and it's still not right. All you've done is waste time. Yeah, and and you know that we've dealt with people um, in a business environment, Ross specifically, where mm-hmm. they're perfectionists, great people, great workers. Uh, but they let uh, progress or perfection get in the way of progress mm. and it's really been stifling uh, to them uh, in their progress and bigger picture stuff too, yeah? Like just looking at what's in front of them, how can they contribute, what's on their plate, how full is their plate mm. uh, and communication is a big one with people like that. Because yeah. on the surface, it's like the duck on water, right? You know, everything's sort of calm and they're smashing through it but underneath, is really like they're scrambling just on superficial stuff and I'm like, hey, like I expect a lot more from you. Nike, you're talented, you're a go-getter, you can do this. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you biting off a bigger piece of that yeah. that you know, that burger as yeah. opposed to sort of eating the scraps? You know, sometimes they don't see that they're eating the scraps. So and I think it's not for me to judge or I just say, look, mm-hmm. if we're not a fit, we're not a fit, but they, these are the expectations up front and in writing, and you know, this is what I expect. And it, that's cool if it doesn't work out as well. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay too. So, Yeah, there's a lot of things that, you know, I don't know if now or then or some point during this it's time to get into that. But I just want to kind of highlight at this point something that, that comes up for a lot of people who are either employees or you know, employers or wherever the conversation begins. Things like even just how we relate to time. Like yeah. there are those people that are just permanently in the moment. Yeah. Um, and they're not really good at planning. And they're in the moment all the time. And that's just kind of how they relate to life. And there are those people that are really great at, at you know, mm. at planning things out. You know, the, their timeline sits out in front of them instead of through them. Um, so they're not living in the moment. They can see it all planned out in front of them. And just that single way of relating to time makes such a difference into the way that person produces results in their life. If you look at the wealth dynamics model, which mm-hmm. is an entrepreneurial profiling system. Yeah. There is a whole plane. There's four planes. One whole plane is about timing. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. so Roger Hamilton argues that there are people who specialize in timing intuitively. Yeah. And yeah. That, that what they bring to any business is vital. Yeah. And of course, there are other planes that have some t- elements of ability of timing. And then there's one plane that has the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Complete yeah. lack of timing. So, and do, do you believe that <clears throat> for me, I believe that people who live in the moment tend to just do the, you know, the job really well. You know, they're 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 in it 110, percent you know, at that time. Um, whereas people who plan can tend to do, you know, 
like a lot of things half-assed potentially, uh, you know, depending on what, what sort of role they're in or uh, what sort of task they're doing. But I, I have found that people that are in the moment really just focus on what's next and do that to the best of their ability. So that's a real strength and advantage for someone like that. Yeah, so that also depends. So, uh, and, and I get what you're saying, that there's some people that they look like they're trying to plan everything out, but if you ask them when they're doing something, they can't actually tell you exactly when it's yeah. happening. So that's someone who looks like they're planned, but they're not planned. Does that make sense? So is that playing to your strengths? Like if you were good at planning, plan. Be a, be a supporter of somebody who lives in the moment and does the job 110%, you know? Uh, yeah, you know, great, is, great is partnerships a, can be done with that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm really good at the, the, the planning stuff, so I know when things need to happen. Yeah. Um, you're the you're the, the bullet's going to get out there and get stuff done. Yeah. I'll just direct you. I'll say, hey, we need this done here now. Can you do that? And it'll and they'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. They can make a really powerful partnership. Absolutely. So how I'll put the question on the table. How do you best um, you know foresee that you know within a business? You know, and how do you communicate that to people as well? I'll just go back a half step and say there's two sayings that jump to my mind here. One or both of you might know the, who the first one. Is attributed to it's um if we fail to plan then we plan to fail yeah mm -hmm. yep is that brian tracy or someone I'm not someone sure, not sure, but yeah, yeah very clear about that so their yeah, suggestion yeah. is plan things obviously mean, in my head their suggestion is plan things a lot hmm. uh, in brackets too much that's yeah. my that's <laughs> brian, to me right brian yeah. tracy i believe i think it was him oh no um it was either him or or the other person i'm thinking of doesn't matter um, but yeah, there was someone that said every morning he spends an entire hour planning his day because right. he believes that every minute saves five. Right. So he yeah. plans for a whole hour, yep. like fully plans out an hour. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of planning. Um, and maybe it's just for everybody else to go, well, maybe I'll do half an hour. But the reality is he said every minute saves me five. So if he spends a whole hour, he's just saved five hours. Yep. <clears throat> so that's what saying. Another saying is no plan survives enemy contact. Now, mm -hmm. that is taught in military schools to officers. No yeah. plan survives yeah. enemy contact. Yeah. I.e., you can plan as much as you bloody like, and as soon as you execute it, you're fucked. So, <laughs> so you're ready to change. Yeah. Sorry, there's that explicit warning there. <laughs> and to throw this into the mix as well, what are your thoughts on uh, a plan versus being prepared? Bingo. Because that's another like it. thing that I've seen like before it. out there. Uh, probably Navy SEALs. Jocko Willink says he's prepared every day. He doesn't know when he's going to meet this person on the battlefield, mm -hmm. but he damn well knows when he does, he's fucking prepared. Yep. Go. He'll go harder. He'll he'll sleep less. Yep. He'll eat less. Yep. He'll be stronger. Uh, yeah. So it's, I, think it's, I think it's both. And I think whoever it was that said the first saying and plans for an hour or whatever, at the end of the day, that serves them. And there's going to be a whole mm -hmm. bunch of people that it serves. Yep. It does not serve me. And they're going to tell me, Oh, it will if you just try it. And what I can say is, uh, if I'm allowed to kill a certain number of people for every hour of planning, it'll work. <laughs> but if I have to force myself to do something that I absolutely hate, where's the value in that? Yeah, so it's a really great question. And people that live in the moment are really resistant to planning. And, and I fully get that. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so what I have discovered, though, is when I encourage someone that I'm working with to actually go through the process of planning out and they just do it for a week, 
hey, plan your day out and do it for a week and then write on the right-hand side what you actually do. Yeah. Like plan, your, plan your day out and then write on the right-hand side what you actually do. They don't always align. In fact, they very rarely align. It's great when they do. <laughs> but what happens is by doing that process, they actually notice things they're doing that are wasting their time and how much time they spend on them. So they automatically just cut those things out. And yeah. It just brings awareness to it. So it reduces the waste of time. It also brings awareness to other things that are happening. You know, I don't, I don't want to kind of tell you all of it. I'd prefer that if you're struggling with it, you actually do that for a week, that, that exercise. Because if I tell you all, you'll have a, for you right now, you'll have knowledge and it won't actually make an impact on how you do it. Ah. Um, so if you, if you are someone who doesn't plan and you're finding that you're not getting enough done, actually just plan for a week. Write down the left-hand side what you plan. The right-hand side of the page, just write what you actually did. Do that for a week and just see what turns up. You'll yeah, probably get some learnings yeah. in that and that'll just make you more efficient. And then you can throw that away because you know you can't stand living like that. Yeah. And that's cool. But you've had some breakthroughs in the meantime. And as a value add to that, uh, there's an app called uh, Toggle. Mm-hmm. And at times, you, know, you can just click start and finish. Um, and it might be site meetings, uh, sales meetings, staff meetings. And you can preset a lot of the you know recurring things that you do. Uh, just hit start and stop, and it gives you a tally. You know, at the end of the week, the nice. month, I've done a year. You know, I spent hundreds of hours, thousands of hours doing one task. Uh, so I've tracked it for a long time. Uh, but yeah, really good. Uh, I think it's free. So toggle. Nice. Is, yeah. Toggle. Yep. Luke, the tool man. Yes. Yep. So that, I don't know if this might answer the question you raised. So for me, so I I I think plan and prepare. Yeah, it's all good. So for me, my plan is my vision. And that's enough for me. So I know mm-hmm. I know how things look where I'm going. Yeah. I know how they feel where I'm going. I know what sort of people are in it where I'm going. And so on. And then yes, we can then break that. So I've got I've got as close as I've got to a system, I, I encourage people to, to, to have their vision and do some other things. And then, uh, however, break the vision down into strategy. Yeah. Right, which is a very high, just a very high level description of what it's about. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. so to simplify, if the vision is about, you know, is about having a uh, having a business with five hundred thousand dollars turnover, which I don't call vision, a lot of people do. Yes. Um, then your strategy, you might have a strategy for marketing, a strategy for customer relationship management, a strategy for operations. So these are different strategies that link, but aren't that have but have different inputs and outputs. Yeah. And then break each strategy down into some milestones that help tell us whether we're on track or not to that to achieving that strategy. Okay, yep, yep. And also give us a point in time to stop and celebrate, you know, and the enjoy the wins. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then I, I would break each milestone down into tasks. And a task is the next step. Yeah. And so and so then so then we're starting with a high-level view and we're coming right down to the basic building blocks. And as we execute each building block, we can analyze, assess, report, feel where, whether we're on track or not. Yeah. And that all, as you said, is that, that all comes down back to that vision. It's everything. Mm. Yeah. It's everything. I, 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 the number of people that I meet that have, have sort of looked at goal setting and aren't motivated by it at all. Yeah. Um, or have goals and they just don't, no matter how grand they are, they're just not, they're just not life-giving. Yeah. Talk about vision and, 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 and they're just on fire, you know? And so 
one thing I came across in, in one coaching call um, was that uh, for me, motivation is something that we really need when we don't have inspiration. And for me, a true vision is inspirational. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so that, yeah, and I think that's, yeah, I think, yeah, you're spot on. It's, I struggle with it. I struggle with goals, you know, personally. I'm very, you know, I'm very ambitious and I'm a, mm. I'm, you know, I'm the bull, I'll go and get stuff done. Mm. But, you know, doing a little bit of, learning in a certain other area you know i, I learned that um it wasn't always that important to have my my goals and it's okay to you know be flexible and and you know again not be a speedboat in life which is stand on the dock i want that speedboat it goes fast i'm going to go over there i load everything in i speed across the waves yeah big waves come and I push against them and I might get pushed back. I might run out of petrol or have a breakdown, but I'll get it going again and I'll keep going through it. Yep, I miss all the wonderful things around me, you know, whereas it's the sailboat analogy. I stand out on the dock and go, what a beautiful boat. I wonder where that's been. What's the history of that? So slow and graceful, right? Get in the boat, hoist the sails, off I go. I know where I'm going, roughly, you know, that I want the fundamentals out of that trip. Mm. But I'm okay if the wind suddenly changes and takes me off in that direction. Australia was discovered on that basis, yeah. as we're summing up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So that 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 speedboat sailboat analogy always resonates with me. And cool. they call it just going with the prevailing winds. So it's a sense of calm. Beautiful. And you know, not freaking out when things go sideways or pear shaped as we think they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's Yeah, sometimes the yeah. best things are found in that space. Yes. Where, yeah. you're, where you're out there hanging out. Yeah. And so for clarity, I'm not dissing goals. When I say the yeah, word yeah. milestone, yeah. it's another term for goal. Yeah. It's just I don't start with that. I start with the vision. I start with that. I call it the glorious painting mm. of the future as I want it to be. Yeah. That's what I start with. And then, then there's varying amounts that suit every individual differently. Yeah. Varying amounts then of, uh, of planning of goal setting, etc. And, and another really interesting thing I found, so I, I was coaching one person for a little while that definitely had business sorted. And when we had the initial meetings, so I had an initial meeting with people to explore whether there's any value in working together. Yeah. And it was halfway through that meeting and I was pretty much all explaining how um, I, I kind of have half my mind or half my life in the ethereal and half of it in the concrete. Yeah. I, I can think about things that aren't real and I can talk about things that aren't real Yeah, and I can enjoy that and I can function in the real world and I can solve real world problems and so on. And it was at that moment where this person was like, that's why we're talking. That's because they didn't really need a business coach. Yeah. They were all over the business. Yeah. Now, what we struggled to do and failed to do in the end was come up with a real vision. Yeah. And, and you know, without being too careful with my language, they just weren't prepared to commit to a vision for whatever reason. Yeah, some people are resistant to committing mm. to all sorts of things. Mm. Uh, I think a vision is really important and the goals are really just a measure of that. Like we know where right. we're going, you know, whether it's however right. it is, we know where we're going. It's like, well, you know, the goal is is literally the measure of that. So mm. as you were speaking about, you know, how do we know we're on track? You've got a vision. It's nice to have a vision and know where you're headed, but how do you know if the actions you're taking are taking you there without having some way of measuring that? Right. And what if we, what if we have no say in the outcome? Throw that into the mix. Well, and, and I've said that before, right? That we don't, 
for whatever reason. We have absolute influence over everything we're involved in and no con- or minimal control over everything that we're involved in. Yeah. So nice that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably where I'm sort of, that's where I sit. But I definitely resonate with the vision and, and the milestones. Like, it com- you know, it completely makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. Well, pick your, tr- your, your, your physical training, for instance. Yeah. I'll use me as an example rather than talking yes. to you. So I had played hockey and basketball all of my life. For 29 years, I played hockey. Yeah. So I'm used to non-contact sports. At 38, I just thought I'd won my first hockey flag. After 29 years, I won a nice. as a vet. I was a baby vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that. See, there was the problem. I, I've played. I've played ho- amateur hockey for 28 years, or whatever, and I've never really taken it that seriously. Yeah. I run on the field as a baby vet, and I'm all automatically faster than most of the guys on the ground because yeah, right. I'm younger. Yeah. So it's, it's easy. And then we win a flag. So all of this after 28 years of nothing suddenly won you a flag. Yeah. And I thought, this ain't the sport for me. But that was where I was really starting to want to become more. So at 39, I went out, did a pre-season with my local footy club and started playing amateur footy straight into the ruck. Yeah, nice. You yeah. Know, so yeah, so for now, I had failed at the gym. I had fits and starts in all sorts of things, gym also. Yeah. As soon as it was like, so a vision. It's only a small vision. However, the vision is, I want to play my role in a local football club. You know, I want to go out there and be competitive, and yeah. you know, so small vision. However, it's, it's well beyond what I what I feel is possible. It's well beyond anything I've achieved before physically. Yeah. Then it's not about what do I have to do every day. It's just my vision is to be out there playing football. Yeah. There's a, great. There's a coach, and he's going to tell me what to do, and I just yeah. do what he tells me to do, and yeah. bang, it mm-hmm. all works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is that simple when it comes down to it. Yeah. So I went out there. I did my first run around Albert Park Lake, run slash walk. And I don't know how long the rest of the team were waiting for me, but yeah. <laughs> there was smiles all around. Yeah. But, you know, end of, get to the end of the season, the reserves coach, you know, is telling me, mate, I didn't think, after that first night, I think you were going to make it. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. And then I did I make it. Hammy first practice match. Yeah. First quarter of the first practice. Oh, actually, first ruck contest. Oh, right. I, I smashed the other guy in the ruck. First contest, I'm thinking, this isn't too bad. Then some freaking rhinoceros comes out of somewhere <laughs> in the square and just <laughs> runs straight through me. Yeah. So whether he knew I had no idea how to protect myself or just does that all the time, I don't yeah. know, but he just smashed the shit out of me. Yeah. So first contest, I kill him. Next contest, I get killed. And then 20-odd minutes later, I tear my hammy. Oh, bugger. Yeah, well, yes and no. Again, there's so much I can talk about, but that actually led to a whole lot of value for me physically. Okay, I learned yeah. a lot about my body and what wasn't going yeah. well. Suffice to say, I come back round five, off the bench, straight into the ruck, play off the rest of the season, non-stop, Playing games against, I'm 39. Playing games against 20 year olds, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I'm doing stuff I couldn't have imagined or dreamed. Yeah, and that was only a small vision. So imagine when we just set a, a grander vision, yeah, and and we mean it, and it means something to us. We play yeah. differently. Yes, we play whatever that game is differently. Yes, I mean, if we go well, you know, I've got. An hour to get from here to a K down the road, well, I could wait around for 55 minutes and take my car or I could, you know, or I could walk or whatever that is. Yeah. But if you go, <laughs> I got five minutes and I'm going to do it without the car. Yep. Suddenly your brain starts thinking about other ways to do it. You know, can I run that fast? Yeah. Can I get a bike? Can I yeah. you know, get a bus? Like suddenly you, you start creating new solutions. Yeah. And what went from, oh, look, I'll, you know, I'll just wait 50, 55 minutes and I'll drive. That that was kind of the only option that was that was there. Um, the moment you have different parameters, 
suddenly you start creating different solutions. Like all those solutions are always there, but none of them really occur mm. until you're in a position where you need to come up with stuff. So the moment you start playing a big game, you start solving things that you didn't think you were capable of. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's always the way. I think you've yeah you hit the nail on the head there. Where you yeah you've done things that you thought were you know, never oh. weren't possible. So so essentially, in its essence, you're saying that you're better to just pick something that resonates with you and and start going for it. Beautiful. I, I mean, admittedly, it has to feel right. Am I right? Like it has to resonates is the perfect word. Yeah, yeah. resonate means it. So if we listen to dissonant music, how good does that feel versus resonant music? Yeah. You know? So I've got a Bachelor of Arts in Music, so I think about it in those terms. So when something resonates... So I, I, I can't even sing, so... Yes, you can. You just sung, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken word. Just to address that, my son was mm-hmm. playing guitar and, and singing when he was like a small kid, five, mm-hmm. six years mm-hmm. old. And he was one day, oh, I can't sing. So I just played him some Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Now, after he stopped laughing... Mm-hmm. I said, that guy called Bob Dylan, he's arguably the greatest singer-songwriter on the planet. Can he sing? He's like, well, not really. And I'm like, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There I go, what? That's the benchmark. Can Bob Dylan sing or not? I don't know. Yeah, but he's, he's, the, whole, <laughs> he's the whole package, man. It's the look, it's the sound, it's the feel, yeah? It's, it's that. And, and he's this What, do people tell him to jury? stop singing when he is? People tell me to stop singing. No, you listen to people. So hang on, we backtrack to where we were. Anyway, no, no, I, I, keep, I keep going. I keep going. I just want anybody out there that has a bullshit voice <laughs> in their team and they cannot do anything, to just ask the bullshit voice to leave for a minute and then have a crack anyway. All right? I don't stop just because people tell me to. Good. <laughs> All right, what was the question? So resonance, feeling, to me, resonance and feeling is everything. Yeah. Intuition is a feeling. It's not a thought process. Yeah. It's everything. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm still actually not sure. I, I'm not sure what purpose our brain actually does serve. Maybe to record <laughs> it. Oh, I'm serious. No, it, protect, well, it protects us. It, it tells us. Oh, but the amygdala, but you don't need any conscious thought no, for that. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> physically, physically, you know, it, 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 it helps us, us to pick things up and eat food. I just... But again, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, okay. My apologies, you're right. I'm not sure what purpose the conscious brain serves mm. other than to experience. Yeah. Well, that's the conscious brain is the most, that's, well. It's where we experience. The yeah? consciousness is probably the most important part of, you know, who we are as, as human Correct. beings. Yeah, Correct. We would not be anywhere near the pain in the ass with our conscious so, brain. You're right. <laughs> that, yeah, be it external factors or outside influences that, that change that level of consciousness that we play in, you know, so... I suggest you reading the, the book. It's a big book, so get ready for that when you when you pick it up. Um, it's Sapiens, I think it's called. Okay, yeah. Um, and the guy's obviously done a lot of research, and it's fascinating. So his 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 take on what separated us was when we started to create language, and the language was around the social, like how we interact socially is yeah. where that language came in, and that's what separated us from other animals. And um, then it was that language that gave us the power, but it was that need for that social connection, that communication. Uh, and that's in experience. Like how you experience something is kind of, you know, how we, re- we communicate to other people. It's all experiential, every little bit of that. Yeah. And, and I've written on my mirror at home that all, all feelings come from our thoughts. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is interesting because um, we, we act like it's, 
like it's actually real. What we're experiencing is something that's real, like yeah. tangible real, not something made up in our mind. And the best way to, to kind of get clarity that that's not the case is to watch what happens when, you know, a bunch of young kids jump in a car, they've finished school, you know, high school's over, they jump in a car together, they, they take off on a holiday, halfway to where they're going, the car breaks down. And everybody in the car reacts differently. You know, someone starts swearing, someone starts laughing, um, someone's going, oh, I can't believe what's happened. Um, you know, everybody reacts differently in the car. And yet the exact same thing happened to everybody. They're in a car that broke down, that's it. And it's the meaning that they all made it. And then they have emotional reactions to that. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the way that we can see that our thoughts and our feelings are made up. Because the same thing happens to two people and they just react differently. And, and you, I believe you are right though, that it's the thoughts that lead to the feelings. It's not the other way around. No, no, no. And and we get so far away from, you know, like even people in business. Uh, I was reading a story the other day and, you know, a guy just, you know, was plain sailing. Business is good, all the rest of it. And then, you know, had a few uncomfortable months and times. And again, it was just his world. He couldn't see anything outside of that mm. where he was competent. He built himself mm. a really good business. Mm. Here he was. Mm. So you're not stupid. You turn up to work every day. God, you work more hours than, you know, most. So your work ethic's there. Yeah. You're fairly smart because you've got yourself to this point. But it's amazing after 40 years that you believe every every skill, lesson, and everything that's got you to this point in time now is non-existent. You mm-hmm. think that I'm going backwards. I've lost my touch. Did I make the wrong decision? You know, so these are the thoughts that get away from, you know, that really get inside your head. Whereas in reality, it's it's not like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what we do to ourselves. The kind of thoughts that we have that destroy us. Yeah, and then share that with other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> share it. Share it's a nice way of putting it. I like to say dump it on people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm in a bad amazing. mood, and you know, rah rah rah, and you're in a bad mood too. So we can be in a bad mood together, and we can yell at each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that's a beautiful segue into my last week. Yes. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Because that was a, a nice tidy five minutes again. 55 minutes, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to interrupt there before Al launches into another double episode. I hope you got a lot from today. I know we certainly enjoyed delivering this to you. And we look forward to catching you to hear what Al's got to say on episode number 12.